Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Holly. And we're a married couple living in small town Iowa. If this is your first time listening, the name of this podcast, Inside the Cup, comes from Matthew 23:26, where Jesus explains that if we want our behavior and actions to be good and right, we must first clean the inside of the cup or change what's inside of us. So how in the world can we change what's inside of us? Come join us as we approach this deep question in a down-to-earth conversation about how we can actually change for the good. Welcome back to Inside the Cup Podcast. Last episode, we talked about spiritual formation, being transformed into a person who is more like Jesus, a loving person. So if we're going to become a loving person, if we're going to become filled with God's agape love, let's take a closer look at love. What exactly is love? So what is love? Well, everyone knows 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, if we're talking about love from a biblical standpoint, probably the classic text to go through is some verses from 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. There, that's a good definition of love. Yeah, so let's take that. Now, Love does not come naturally to human beings. Some quick evidence of that, just try inserting your name into all those verses that Holly just read from the Apostle Paul, and it won't take long to see that we're not like that. I'm not patient. I'm not kind. That's not true of me. But that is okay, because Paul is describing what love is, not what we are. If we try to act like all those descriptors that Paul gave us, I will try to be patient. I will try to be kind. I will not be proud. It just won't work because we are not like that. Yeah, if we tried to, what we'll end up with is inconsistent actions, failure, and then feeling defeated from trying to act loving all the time. We won't be able to keep it up. This is because love is actually beyond human capabilities on our own. And we're going to have to reach outside of ourselves to resources beyond ourselves to be able to love. So I'm not like that, but love is like that, because love comes from God, and God is like that. Love is something that actually exists, and God is the source of it. Yeah, love comes from God. In 1 John 4, 7, it says, let us love one another, for love comes from God. So love is something that actually exists, and God is the source of it. It comes from Him. So what would you define love as, Mike? Yeah, let's come up with a a real concrete, practical definition for the word love. So love means to choose what is good for the thing that you're loving. So if I'm choosing what's good for my wife, that's the loving thing for my wife. If I'm choosing what's good for my kids, that's loving my kids. It's choosing what's good for the thing that you're loving. Okay, so give me an example of that, Mike. What does that mean, to choose what is good for the thing you love? Well, I think we see 
common examples of love all around us. If you look at human beings, there's a hint or marks of genuine love in in all kinds of scenarios. Uh, A common example you could think of is look at a mother and her newborn baby. You know, she's just gazing into the baby's eyes, and you see some of these things that Paul described. You see her being patient and kind and not self-seeking and protecting, etc. There's genuine marks of real love there in that human relationship and that bond. But I've been there. I'm a mama for you realize very quickly how self-seeking you actually are when the baby's crying and you are hungry or you're tired because it's three in the morning. It's hard to be those things. And that's important because we're not the source of love. God's the source of love. So we take some of his love into our system and we have a limited supply to work with where God has an unlimited supply of love. So we're not capable of acting loving all the time unless we're drawing that love in from God. You may find yourself acting loving towards your baby, but what happens when that baby grows up and is a teenager? And say that teenager is acting very difficult uh, and making some poor decisions. That's going to be a lot more challenging to remain patient and kind. And Or people that are not even family members. Yeah, just take your average people that you go to church with or work with. Uh, or even your enemies. <laughs> yeah, people take, that you don't really like very much. And now acting lovingly is starting to look a little bit harder. And it is going to be a lot harder to keep that up and be consistent with that. So our goal is not to just try to be loving all the time. Our goal is to accept God's love into our inner being and allow it to transform everything, all the dimensions of our life to being the things that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, loving person. Jesus was full of God's love. He did not need to try and act a certain way in any situation. He just naturally acted lovingly in all circumstances when he was put on the spot. Love was his character. It just naturally flowed out of him and all he did at all times and to all those that were around him. You mentioned accepting God's love into our inner being and allowing that to transform all of our parts. So we'll talk some more about the different parts of the person because that's going to be important. One of those parts, the heart or the human will, is going to end up being essential in the transformation process. That's the first place we transform along this journey of becoming a loving person. So what does it look like to accept God's love into our inner being? What might that look like? Our heart, we're going to find out, is the same thing as our will, where we make decisions, where we choose. So if we're accepting God's love into our heart, into that part of the person, what that looks like on a a practical level, our will or our heart is where we make our decisions, our choices. Basically, it's what we want. So say I'm at work, and I really want to get something important done and put in an extra hour or two to to make that happen before I go home. Uh, It might be that my family's waiting for me at home, uh, and my beautiful wife has already prepared a delicious meal, and they're waiting for me to be there. Let's say one of our children has a really important day at school tomorrow. In this example, what I do is I submit my will, or what I want, to love, to what is good for my wife, my family, my child. That's a very practical way of love coming in and affecting or changing our heart or our will, 
we learn to submit our will to love, or to choose what is good for the thing you love. To be there to eat dinner with us and join your family, even though you really would love to accomplish all the things that you wanted to get done at work. That right there is love coming in and transforming or changing my will, which is the first step. And once it goes beyond the will, we'll see that filter out into our mind, our thoughts, our feelings. Love will start to transform our body, our social relationships. And then we find that the whole person, all the parts of the person, have been transformed by love. So our, even our desires and our wants are different because they're in line with what God would want or what is good for another. Yeah, Jesus was full of God's love. It was his character. So it flowed out of him without him having to think about it or without having to choose that. And a large part of our actions, like we've talked about before, are come out of habit or are subconscious. Once we get love down to that part in our character, our actions will be loving whether we decide to do it or not. And I think that's what Jesus was getting at in his parable that he talks about in Luke 10 about the Good Samaritan. Yeah, that's a, another great example of this. So the Good Samaritan in the story was actually the least likely or would have been the least likely to stop and help the injured man. But the Good Samaritan was actually a loving person. It was somebody that was full of love and it was his character. So when he came across this injured man that needed love, needed somebody to act lovingly towards him, he did it and he didn't have to think about it. And the people that you would have thought would be in the person to help them, like the priest or the Levite in the story, were not able to act lovingly when they were put on the spot. That was their character. They kept on walking. So love is real. Love exists, and it comes from God, and it's available to us. We learn to take this love into our person, starting first with the innermost parts of our person, and allow this love to transform us, transform our character, and the result we become a person marked by God's love, a loving person. So we will find that naturally we will choose what is good for the things that we love. Next week, we'll talk about what love is not and address some of the current cultural misconceptions about love. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Cup Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive new episodes automatically. Check out our website at InsideTheCup.com and follow our social media pages on Twitter at InsideTheCupPod and on Facebook and Instagram at InsideTheCupPodcast.